You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. What's up, War Report family? We are back with another great edition of the Auburn Express podcast powered by the War Report. It's Wednesday, so joining me as always is Auburn Memes. Follow him on Twitter at Auburn Memes and our girl, Brandy Mack, our resident odds and props expert. Follow her, Brandy, with a bunch of E's and a Mac at the end. But we got a special guest today joining us from the Big 12, from Big 12 country, is Big Game Boomer. Follow him on Twitter at Big Game Boomer. Uh, he's joining us today because we're talking about media days, guys. It is SEC media days. Now, I asked Big Game Boomer to join us because in a couple of years, this event, the spectacle that is SEC media days, is going to be an even bigger spectacle with Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC. So before we get into it, quick word from our sponsors. Treat your boys. Chill Boys Underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys Underwear will help you keep the boys close, uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys Underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. Guys, SEC Media Days is here. Uh, we're only two days in. Uh, by the time our listeners are hearing this podcast, podcast will be three days in. Uh, but this is this has been uh, an eye-opening experience. I, I'm reporting live from Media Days. Uh, I always wondered about how people view this event outside of the SEC. So, uh, Big Game Boomer, I, I want to get it kicked off asking you a little bit about the perception from the other side about Media Days and 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 what it means to people outside the SEC and how people view you know, the spectacle that, that we have around media days. Well, I think it's a huge deal in the SEC and thanks for having me on the show. Um, it, it's, you know, I think other conferences probably roll their eyes cause they're like, Oh, those SEC divas, they think that, that you know, it's such a big deal, but it, I mean, it is a big deal. Um, you know, the big 12 media days was last week and, it, was it? Th- th- yeah, yeah, and it feel yeah. So you didn't even know. <laughs> so um, it was like two days uh, down down in Dallas. But uh, to me, the SEC media days is like Good Morning America. Um, you know, national, everyone's watching it, and then like the Big Twelve, ACC is like kind of like your local news channel um, reporting the weather. Mm. Uh, you, you know, the SEC has a much more national. Uh, reach and it's just a big deal. I mean, these coaches are like, I mean, they're like idols <laughs> walking around, and and uh, it, it just has such a bigger feel, so much more important. Um, 
than than a lot of these other conferences are. I think the Big Ten media days is next week. I don't even know when the Pac-12 is, if they even do one. Um, so, yeah, you, yeah, I, it's something that I look forward to every year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, after they lost USC or UCLA, um, I think their website for media day says postponed until further <laughs> <Yeah>. notice. <laughs> um, memes, uh, you always plugged in on what's going on social media. We've had so many memorable moments in media days and we're only two days in. Tell us about media days, what it means to you. Give us the inside perspective on, on media days. Well, during the off season, you can only talk about 04 versus 2010 Auburn game so much so ain't that the damn truth i mean i'm just saying this is it is the oasis in the desert i mean these are the dog days of just content and the people online are just arguing about the same thing every day every hour of the day there's just literally a void of nothing to talk about so right now just anything that folks from all fan bases can just grasp straws at i mean this is literally just like all right Refresh here, and we're going to make it to the finish line. We're going to get to September, and we're going to do the thing. And obviously, once fall camp and starts stuff like that starts, you're going to have a lot more storylines and more developments, and people kind of getting buzzed. But as they say, this is the kickoff to college football season. So there really hasn't been a whole lot happening amongst the Auburn folks, just because they're that's that's we're recording right now on a Tuesday evening, and that's obviously going to be on Thursday. And I would be hard pressed to believe, and this is just no Auburn bias here that. The interviews and the questions with Brian Harson are going to be circled above all else. I mean, this storyline on top of the whole Jimbo versus Saban storyline, which really, to my knowledge, I don't really think got a whole lot of hype from at least Nick Saban's side. Maybe, yeah, Jimbo Fisher might have a little bit more to say on that. Yeah, when he comes listen, up. Saban sh- strikes the fear of God into reporters, so I don't think anybody dared to ask him. Um, I mean, I got a. I, <laughs> I got a chance to ask Saban a question. I was about to ask him about Jimbo, and all I could get out was, do you miss Gus Malzahn? <laughs> but yeah, and that's probably had... for the best. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'll tell you, uh, you're right. Uh, you know, I don't think that, you know, Brian Harson is going on the last day, uh, you know, and if he holds true to form in the 30 minutes, he, he'll, we'll get about three questions in because he's about 15, <laughs> like 12 to 15 minutes per answer. And, uh, you know, but before that, we've got, you know, Kirby still has is yet to come. Uh, the guy who won the national title and, and beat Saban. Uh, another guy who beat Saban is yet to come last year. How many times have we been able to say that? Right. Two coaches at Media Days that beat Nick Saban in the same season. Uh, Doesn't happen often. <laughs> yeah. So Jimbo Fisher, Jimbo Fisher and, and Kirby you know, are holding that crown right now. Uh, it is, uh, it's very interesting, uh, you know, what's happening here. And, and like I said, the spectacle it is, but Brandy weigh in for us here on media days. Um, you know, we were talking about Shane Beamer, uh, dancing the soldier boy and, you know, SEC <laughs> is just packed full of, if not the best coaches, like the biggest personalities and media days is a chance to showcase all that. What are your thoughts on, on the personalities around media days? Yeah, so far, about two days in, I feel like the headlines are Shane Beamer dancing the Soldier Boy, like you said, mm. which is awesome. And it's great to kind of get a glimmer, a glimmer of his personality. Um, and then, you know, Lane Kiffin always brings some great personality and really digged his shoes that he put on social media. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was like 
something with the sip or like, I think it was like the sip was on the lip of the shoes. Um, that was pretty cool. And then when he put that on social media, Eli Drinkwitz, Missouri's head coach, quoted it and basically like tried to one up him. And he had like Air Jordan ones on his shoes with like tigers and stuff. So, so far that's been like the highlights of SEC media days only day two. But I feel like once we get Jimbo in there and Kirby and Brian Harson, we're really going to get some drama going because every year there is some kind of drama and some kind of headline. Um, you know, last year that was all about COVID and because that was a big topic um, first season post-COVID. But this year, I think we're going to get some some good content from Jimbo. And then I think Harson's probably really going to get some tough questions from the media. So looking forward to that. Um, always love the drama that SEC Media Days brings because like Neem said, you know, this is the dog days of summer, no content, and and we need this stuff. So any, anything that we can do to get some drama and then just some insight to what the seasons might look like and starting quarterbacks because this is the first season I feel like in a long time that there is a good portion of SEC teams that we don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback for a lot of these teams. Right. You made a, you made you raise an interesting point about COVID and last year and everything being about COVID. And this feels pretty close to normal um, where people are out and about uh, shaking hands. And, you know, we're back in the flow of things uh, just over a month before the season starts. Um, Boomer, I want to go. I want to go to you here. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to media days, I, it feels like being here, it feels like it's not just about getting insights, but I feel like kids are watching this too, right? Recruits oh, yeah. are watching media days. Like, talk to, talk to us about the per, how the perception of media days weighs on recruits and um, pushing that narrative that you want to play in the SEC, you want to play for these guys, you want to play with the big boys. Oh, it's a huge deal. I mean, like uh, Brandy said, you know, like the video that Shane Beamer did, I mean, b- before the what soldier boy video, the Lane Kiffin with the, the cool sneakers. I mean, it, it's, it's a performance really. I mean, you could honestly make a reality show about the sec head coaches. And I think that would get a ton of viewership just because so many people are in tune to the sec that uh, <laughs> everyone would watch it. Um, so I think kids everywhere, are watching it because the SEC is, you know, let, I mean, let's the numbers don't lie. If you want to go play in the NFL, the SEC is your best bet. So, I mean, they're watching this, uh, I mean, just as much as you or me or, or anybody. Uh, Boomer, I have a question for you. So you and memes run some of the best Twitter spaces I've ever been on. No, uh, thank your, you. Your Twitter spaces Fast. are very, <laughs> very interesting because uh, I would say, you know, you you found a way to pull in every walk of college football, it feels like, from coast to coast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've got a very diverse group of people who join the spaces and, and keep the conversations about college football going. But uh, where I'm going with this is, is that we were on a space one time, you and I, um, where we were talking about recruiting mm-hmm. and some of the West Coast teams, we're talking about the disillusion of the Pac-12, and some of the West Coast teams got a little upset at the assertion that it just matters more in the SEC. Yeah. I mean, they they literally put that on our program guide <laughs> for this week. It just matters more. Yeah. Uh, my question to you, as somebody who will soon be joining the SEC, is does it is that the perception? Does it just matter more? Is sure. that a true mantra? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at, and, and I think it has a lot to do with 
you know, these college, these colleges are in towns where there's not many professional sports. So the university is what everyone kind of gravitates to. Um, so, I mean, it does mean more. Um, and I think OU, uh, Texas, I, their fan base, they don't fit in as much, but OU's fan base, I think fits right into the SEC with the whole, it means more, uh, completely bought in. Um, if you've been to Austin, like, you wouldn't even know like Texas was a school there. I mean, it's, really? Yeah, it's. I mean, maybe like twenty or thirty years ago, but but it's really blown up uh, over the last yeah ten years. I, I've heard Austin is a great city. It's uh, a cool city. Yeah, cool city. Yeah. But but you're telling me Austin is a city without the University of Texas? That's yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, you you could go to Texas, you could go to Austin and not even know the University of Texas is there. Uh, Norman, on the other hand, is you know the whole basically the whole state gravitates to Norman. Uh, on Saturdays, uh, I think it fits. They fit, you know, fit in really well uh, with the SEC blueprint. And uh, Texas, we'll see. I mean, they they're a big money maker, so I get why they are going, and they don't want to lose uh, out in recruits to Texas A and M. So, you know, it makes sense. Mm. Uh, memes. It just met, you were bursting at the seams there. I could see you staring at your microphone. <laughs> Is it? It just matters more in the SEC. Uh, you know, what does that mean to you? Tell me what that means to you. So what that means, Mike, is I saw a really funny tweet that was sports-related as we're recording this podcast. Okay. And I started busting out laughing. I'm like, oh, crap, there's a camera right there. Other people can see me laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> but why I thoroughly enjoyed that tweet was because it was about Auburn and it was about sports. And if I didn't care to like a borderline obsessive amount, that wouldn't have been that funny. And I wouldn't have had that moment in my life right now. So mm. because of that, <laughs> It just it, it 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 kind of it pourses through your whole being of it just means more. Mm. Everything you do is surrounded by that because, like I said, I mean, especially us down here and a good bit in the South, like the pro sports culture as a whole is big. I would think there's a hard press belief that as an aggregate whole, if you look at the Southern teams, that college football and college sports as a whole don't dominate that scape. Maybe that's a hot take. Maybe it's not. Okay, but. There, there is something about what it means down here, and just what it what happens when the fall comes along, and you see what's going on with the other conferences. You see what's happening with the realignment right now, and how, and just really with national championships recruiting. I mean, it it really it is palpitating through all aspects of culture, and it's an awesome part to be. It's awesome to be a part of it as. <clears throat> as we've said here, and this is why we're doing what we're doing. This is why media days is a week long for the sec people travel from, I mean, yeah. it's not really the sec anymore. You can pretty much say they travel from all across the country and that's going to get broader and broader to go to Atlanta to do this. And it's a, it's not just a little meeting in a ballroom. I mean, it's a spectacle it's covered on TV, multiple channels for hours a day. Like this is a big deal and it's only getting bigger. Yeah. To your point, um, you know, for the people who know me well, they know I, I recently uh, quit a 15 career, a 15 year career to do this full time. And the only reason I can do that is because of the passions of the fans. Yeah. It matters enough to enough people that I can get paid to get on the camera and talk to my Twitter friends about football because people care. And I don't believe to me personally, you know, I've lived out in Phoenix. I've lived out West. I've been, been out there similar to what Boomer said about Austin. Um, you know, uh, nobody cares that ASU is in Phoenix Tempe, right? Like that, 
that valley is big enough that it doesn't feel like it's not a college town. There are parts that feel collegey, but there's it's not a college town. And yeah. I, I do believe the SEC is made up of some of the greatest college towns in the country. Uh, if you've Reach. never been to the Plains, I, I highly recommend it. Um, if you go up to Athens, if you go to all these great places, there are so there's so much culture and it matters so much to the people that are there. Um, you know, Brandy, you know, fellow Auburn alum, uh, it just matters more. So, you know, Boomer gave his take. Memes gave gave his take. It just matters more in the SEC. I know you live in Nashville, right? So you're pretty close to Vanderbilt. <laughs> Brandy's yeah. big Vanderbilt fan. Ball country. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> right. Well, I think um, what, what Memes was saying too, just like about you know the South not necessarily, or the fans down here are way more passionate about college sports than they are about professional sports. And I mean, look at SEC media days this week for. The first time in a, I don't know if it's ever or in a really long time, it's in Atlanta, not Birmingham, but something else that's in Atlanta is the College Football Hall of Fame. That's mm-hmm. not, it's not out in the Midwest. It's not out West somewhere. It's literally in the South where football reigns supreme. And so I think that's pretty cool um, that that's a thing there. But yeah, I, I totally agree. Like you go to these towns and, and I've been to a lot of SEC schools and I've been to some other schools too. So I've been to Tennessee. I've obviously been to Vanderbilt because I live here in Nashville. I've been to Oxford. I've been to Starkville, Tuscaloosa, um, of course, Auburn, because I went to school there. But I've been to a lot of these towns, and they really do have their own culture. And it's not like a lot of other schools that may be in bigger cities. Like you mentioned, Arizona State's in a bigger city in Phoenix Mm. or UCLA that's in a big city like LA. Like it's not – there are very few and far in between schools that are in these larger cities. And I think that is – plays a part in what makes these schools so special and kind of what makes the SEC different too. Yeah. I would say nobody I knew in Phoenix was proud to be from Phoenix or proud to go to ASU. You know, I I feel like maybe Tucson where U of A is university of Arizona, it was more of a small town field. So they had a little bit more pride in, you know, the school experience there. Um, Tucson is a weird place. I don't recommend going there either. (laughs) <laughs> but, um, you know, it, 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 it's so right. And I'm I'm really excited. Boomer's getting me excited for Oklahoma to join the SEC. I'm excited oh, yeah. for Oklahoma We're, to join yeah. the SEC. Yeah. Uh, Texas is going to be like, again, it's going to be like having Alabama be in the SEC because <laughs> w- just without all the championships and they're going to claim they invented football. That That's my perception of Texas and their fans, uh, probably a lot more significantly more sidewalk alumni than the average SEC school. Alabama, well, I think, reigns supreme. Yeah, and and, and I, I hope that you know Texas. They they kind of think they own the Big Twelve. Bob Bowlesby has kind of let them do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. I just can't wait to see them go into the SEC because they're not they're a they're just a you know an ordinary they're they're not the big dog um so i can't wait till like they try to get the horns down penalty uh you know imposed and then greg sankey's like heck no we're not doing that uh, i just can't wait to see stuff like that happen um because they're, they're not they're not the top dog anymore well let me ask you this so um I, part of the i think the greatness of the southeastern conference has been um, the equality of the distribution of TV dollars. 
And in the Big 12, you had a uneven TV deal. They let Texas get the Longhorn Network, which yeah. is a complete disaster. I mean, that almost destroyed your conference, right? Basically, um, I mean, yeah, it basically did. Yeah, I mean, Texas A&M said enough is enough, and they took their Nebraska. ball. And they came, yeah, oh, yeah, man. Felt like they had an unfair recruiting advantage uh, over the other schools, but they were kind of demanding a bigger piece of the pie, correct me if I'm wrong, because mm-hmm. they yeah. felt like they were the draw. And they found out pretty quickly there are not a lot of conferences that will accept the Longhorn Network. Um, Greg Sankey's going to kiss that one goodbye. I think the deal is, Boomer, the deal is up um, right before you guys join, right? Yeah, I think they're at 24 or 25. uh, It is up. And it's been a huge money loss for uh, ESPN. So I hope it goes away. I I really want to see it go away. (laughs) Yeah, well, it has to because, again, we, we cannot have inequitable cash distribution and you can't do your own thing uh in this conference you know uh, it was uh, the beauty of it is is that Vanderbilt will never ever compete ever at football but they get an equal amount of the cash which they clearly don't put back into football but (laughs) they get that cash because they're part of the conference and it, it gives everybody the option to compete at a high level if you wish to make the investment um so you know, uh, sticking with the it just matters more. And I, I'm asking Boomer the questions because I, I, I want to learn about our brothers that are about to join the conference. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think one of the things that makes SEC schools great at football is the commitment uh, to the investment in those programs, meaning paying coaches top dollar. You know, Auburn is finished up like a hundred million dollar football only facility. Uh, it's, it's, it's a long time coming because a lot of other schools have had them. Uh, you know, you know, how do you feel like Oklahoma's commitment to the financial investment in football matches uh, uh, the your future member institutions? I would say we that OU is behind. Um, I've seen some stuff that there are, there are some plans to do some major facility upgrades, not to just football, but across the board and athletics. Like, you know, the SEC is a storied, uh, conference when it comes to baseball, OU's baseball stadiums is not very good at all. So they're going to completely revamp that. Um, they're rebuilding a whole new softball stadium. Um, and then just the football, I would say the football stadium is, I mean, I've been to other SEC stadiums. It's it's pretty comparable. I mean, they're they're making some more you know more quality upgrades to it. But but I would say the non you know football sports are the ones that OU really lacks in when it compares mm. to the SEC. Mm. Now, but they're getting along, But didn't o- I think Oklahoma basketball beat Alabama basketball last season? Is that right? <laughs> um, I think that was two years ago in the uh, yes, in the it, SEC. yeah, not a huge. In the big we Auburn beat OU. Or, we did. Yeah, Auburn beat OU. Yeah. yeah. In, in I was Auburn. trying not to. I was trying not to bring that up. <laughs> I was trying to bring up something. I will say something I'm really excited about. Hey, I don't. Hey, bring it. We beat Arkansas by thirty. So that's hey, all I care about. That's a. That's a. Yeah, Arkansas yeah. fans are are loud and obnoxious. But listen, we can <laughs> we can all bond over Arkansas hate. Yeah. <laughs> it's a basketball conference now too. I mean, let's be real. And that's another thing that's kind of a new up and coming thing is SEC basketball dominance, led by Bruce Pearl and Auburn. But um, the rest of the conference is doing really well too. So it's going to be exciting to see Oklahoma and I would say Texas, but what they get they, they get bounced so often. I mean, yeah. What, Really? I mean, is it really Texas? But uh, think, about, 
it's a everything. I mean, all of that athletics is. Yeah. I mean, think about softball and baseball. I mean, OU just won the softball national championship. They almost beat Ole Miss in the baseball national championship. Gymnastics. So, I mean, gymnastics. Softball yeah, and so, gymnastics. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Gymnastics. I, I, wow. I think and that's, and gymnastics at Oklahoma is a pretty big deal on both oh, yeah. the women's and the men's and side. Men's. And that's yeah. something that the SEC doesn't have is men's gymnastics. So that's going to be kind of exciting to have a men's gymnastics team in the SEC now. Yeah, uh-huh. you're going to see, I mean, gosh, in every major sport almost, you know, an SEC team either win the national championship or be the runner up just because they're so balanced across basically every sport now. I guess wrestling is like the only one that, the SEC doesn't really do. Right. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. Well, I t- I t- I'll tell you what, one of the things that I think is interesting for um, Oklahoma athletes and pr- prospective Oklahoma athletes is, is that now you get to sell the kids that you're going to during the course of your your college athletic career, you're going to get to go play in some of the most amazing sporting venues in front of raging crowds who <laughs> want you want you to fail on every level on national <laughs> television and you're going to get a chance to prove those people wrong. You're going to get a chance to go into Tuscaloosa and take on Nick Saban. And I think that that's part of the thing that the Big 12 and, and the Pac-10 lost over the last few years was the traditional rivals. Well, not only the traditional rivals memes, but, you know, that built in notch on your belt. Every year, if you win the conference, it was possible that you could get through a Big 12 schedule and get left undefeated and get left out of the playoff. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. That will absolutely positively never happen in the SEC. Now, I'll tell you why. Uh, There once was a team a long time ago in a land far, far away called the Plains. Uh, The Auburn team. (laughs) that got left out of the BCS national title. And I really, I, I hate to claim credit for this, but I, that team sparked the string of national titles that the SEC won over what was close to a decade. Is that where, the Jason Campbell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cadillac, was, those days? I, was in, I was in school. I was holding the camera for those guys that <laughs> practiced, but I'll tell you that team was in my, in my estimation, that was the best team Auburn's ever had. It was a complete team. Cam Newton is the best player, but 04 Auburn was the best team. Four first round draft picks. Um, those guys were just legends. And Boomer, I'll tell you, um, after Auburn got left out and then USC eventually vacated that title, they changed the BCS formula. They were like, they they fixed it so that no SEC team could ever go undefeated again and get left out just because they started too far back in the rankings, right? Yeah. So, you know, uh six years later, Auburn wins a national title. Uh, going undefeated uh, through the SEC. And now if you're Oklahoma, you don't have to worry about that anymore. You will have marquee matchups week in and week out. Nobody will ever be able to tell you your schedule was too weak. You didn't belong. If you made it, I mean, you know, I'll I'll give you this. I'll give you this. When um, 
Oklahoma and LSU played in the playoff in 2019. Don't remind me. (laughs) I, 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 I listen, and and maybe this is a little SEC bias, but Jalen Hurts is the only former Alabama player I've ever openly rooted for. Uh, I just thought, well, he, first of all, he was a class act when he got benched for Tua. Yeah. He he hung in there. And then when Tua got hurt, he came, he stepped, he stepped in seamlessly and won them an SEC title. Like it was nothing. And then he transferred with grace to Oklahoma. And I was actually, you know, had Joe Burrow not been Superman that year, I was, I was rooting for Jalen Hurts to win the Heisman. I just thought he deserved it. But even in all that Oklahoma was and what Jalen Hurts did for that team, they stood no chance versus LSU. Heck no. I was, I was, uh, I was, so I'm from Atlanta. I was in Atlanta visiting family for Christmas. Could have easily gone to that game. I didn't even waste my time buying a ticket because mm. I knew we were going to get our butt kicked. Oh and man. It's exactly what happened. <laughs> was, yeah. I just, I thought to myself, I'm like, I like this Oklahoma team, but because of their schedule, I don't know what they are. Yeah. I don't know what they are. They could be a big deal, or this could be the first real test they've had all year. And yeah. again, nobody will ever be able to say that about Oklahoma again. I, you know, Texas, I don't think anybody cares about Texas. So I'm just not leaving them out of this conversation. But the you know, but for Oklahoma, you've had so many great teams, you've had so many great players, you've had Heisman winners over the last like you know four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you had a great coach, uh, great offensive minds, and now you get to evolve and test that against the other best coaches in the country. It's exciting. Uh, it's I think it's really exciting. Now I'm a little upset that we're not going to get to see Lincoln Riley in the SEC. Me too. Me too. I'm upset about that. I am. <laughs> uh, Brady, I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I was I was upset to see Lincoln Riley leave Oklahoma and go to USC. Uh, yeah, I think he honestly took a downgrade in his job that he got, especially with Oklahoma joining the SEC. Like, you know, USC kind of reminds me of like Miami and honestly Texas a little bit. You always hear, I don't know, the U's back or, you know, USC's finally going to be good this year or Texas is back. You know, they're, those are all three teams that are always, for some reason, really rated high by the media going into the season. And at least in recent years, I would say in the past decade or so, they've always been let down teams and let down schools. So, yeah, I I was looking forward to Lincoln Riley coming to the SEC. But I will say, I'm a big Venables fan. Um, okay. love, yeah, I love That's the defense that he had at Clemson and when Auburn fired Malzahn, Venables was like one of my personal picks for who I would want to have replaced Malzahn. So I'm actually pretty excited for Venables to come to the SEC. And that's just coming from somebody who enjoys defense and, and I like his defense style a lot. Mm. I'll tell you, everyone hates the SEC until they get that invitation to join. So they get that yeah. paycheck. They right. get that SEC yeah. TV money paycheck. <laughs> do, do you guys remember uh, who was the the Wisconsin coach? Brett Bielema. Went he to went to his. Yeah, but he was at yeah. Wisconsin. He he went to his Big Ten media days, and he declared loudly, "We in the Big Ten don't want to be like the SEC in any way." And then the next year, took the job at Arkansas and talked about how great it was to be in the SEC. So, uh, you know, I think that it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see Oklahoma, you know, absorbed into the it just matters more culture. And 
to the extent that they're going to, you know, your fans and you guys are going to learn that that is absolutely true. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I'm look. <laughs> Uh, uh, Boomer is definitely going to be defending me in these Twitter spaces against Washington fans here. Oh man! All <laughs> <laughs> right, but I, I, I think that I think it's a good fit. I do think Oklahoma is a good fit. Um, I think that if we had to pick a school to join, um, that would embrace that mantra. Oklahoma was was a very very good choice a, a, in a lot of sports too: baseball, basketball football um you know and you guys have other olympic programs that, that that are doing well or have that potential but mostly because your commitment to hiring co- good coaches that can keep your program playing at a high level matches those because there are only a handful of good coaches in college football let's be clear yeah there are a handful of elite coaches in college football and you know USC dropped the whole bag on Lincoln Riley risking that you know that you know on the chance that he might be one of those next elite coaches to take them to the next level um but you know it's going to be hard for him to get i mean i don't i don't know what you know based on conference perception it doesn't matter what he does at usc i I think it's going to be really hard for him to crack um that egg in the big 10 um and you know they're not there yet but you know they've got a few years left in the pack uh i don't expect usc to make any noise on a national level they're, they're, they're always there. they're always going to have the skill guys. That's one thing you can count on with Lincoln Riley. But mm-hmm. it's 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 the trenches that they just keep eating alive. And when when they get in the playoffs, that's that's what happens. So that's why you see you see no you lose you know three out of the last four or four years or whatever. Yeah, it's the trenches, the trench game. We can't man up against the SEC. That's the secret ingredient for the success of SEC football. Yeah, I, I think you'll see them catch up pretty quickly after they join the conference. Though. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, uh, Oklahoma is an impressive institution, um, and you know, you guys have a very storied program. There's a, there's a lot of rich tradition there that I also think fits well in you know in the SEC. So closing out today on the it just matters more mantra, uh, you know, I wanted to end. We can't get off any podcast without talking about social media. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, memes and Brandy are real active. I'm I'm a recent Twitter. Twitter. That's a term uh, because of the show. You have to be Mike's on Twitter. A, Mike's another kind of boomer. <laughs> He's just getting involved. You've yeah, got like six thousand followers. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't like I, I, Twitter wasn't my thing. I used to go to Twitter just to read. But when you do what we do, it's almost impossible not to be on Twitter. Uh, engaging breaking news. News breaks on Twitter. Absolutely. Um, But, uh, you know, the Auburn Twitter mob is 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 famous by now. I think, Boomer, you did you did a list of most annoying fan bases or most passionate. It might have been both. I think it was passionate. And I put for basketball and I put Auburn over Kentucky and the Kentucky fans just lost it. Um, But it's it's true. The Auburn Twitter mob is a real thing. And. They they are they are out there. That's a did big... they did they did they did they blame it on Ty Ty? <laughs> <laughs> they say Ty Ty didn't play. That's why all the Twitter mob beat us. <laughs> I feel like there's two Ty Ty went on Twitter. Twitter mobs you have to watch out for Auburn and Arkansas. Oh, Both oh, of those gosh. schools are we're pretty active. Very different, though, in their mm-hmm. Twitter mob approaches, but both very active. Memes. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think Oklahoma fans are ready for to have to engage with SEC? Social media in in a couple years, 
You see that? I mean, I don't know. And that's what's exciting is because we, we really, it's very rare that we jump outside of our fan base. And I mean, you, you, or excuse me, outside our conference and you, you get like smack talk from other conferences and they'll be like, Auburn's a bunch of doo-doo heads. And we're like, Whoa, buddy. Like, all right, let's, 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 you know, don't, don't bury us any deeper with these insults. So needless <laughs> to say, like outside of the SEC, I just don't know if they're up to par with the smack talk. Uh, now, Big Game Boomer over here is probably, and I would I would say this wholeheartedly, probably has the best feel for the entire like cross college scope of fan bases. I would agree with because, that. Yeah, I mean, um, you're talking. He is the center of that universe of just drawing people in that are just hysterically mad because he ranked them too low or too high on a respective list, and they're going to cry about it. Content that I thoroughly love, and I have voiced my opinions on some of these lists before and i love oh, doing yeah. it but it's fun i i look forward to seeing exactly what oklahoma and texas twitter is going to bring to the sec but yeah now i guess that pr- question should be deflected over to you uh what what are those two fan bases going to be looking like joining the fray so texas yeah. texas is not nothing special but but OU, my gosh uh Watch out for them. They are uh, they're feisty, um, massive presence. Um, you should when the whole just watch when Lincoln Riley does any tweet on Twitter, like his burnt brisket. Yeah, or he just does like the <laughs> the you know the piece for like the USC sign. It's just like hundreds of OU people commenting on it. I mean, I and they that. do big spaces. They do big spaces. Um, I mean, it, it, it they are very very active on okay. Twitter and very big. I'm looking mm. forward to the rivalries that are going to be coming out of this. I'm looking forward to see what new age Texas and Oklahoma rivalries will start kind of as they get their way. And it's very likely we're probably going to see a total redo of the SEC. So it won't be the East and the West anymore, but uh, that'll be, a f- that that's something I'm looking forward to a lot. It's like, what sort of untraditional rivalries will that, will that unfold? No, we're, we're question boomer. Weird segue. Do you think that, um, if you had to pick a secondary rival that Oklahoma will have in the SEC, who who's that going to be? Who's going to be the school that you guys are going to uh, love to hate? I mean, I think naturally it's Arkansas, but I just don't know if they'll be competitive enough for it to be a rivalry. Ooh. I mean, I, I know I know Sam Pittman's got it going right now, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I don't know if that's sustainable. So okay. I mean, Texas, Texas saying I could maybe LSU. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see Georgia because I, I'm from Atlanta, so I got a lot of dog fans that, that I grew up with that I'd like to. to I, I need revenge from that Rose Bowl from a couple of years I'm sorry ago. Sorry about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's exciting. I mean, just the games you named, all that sounds super exciting. I think it adds to what is a potentially, uh, well, not even potentially. It's going to be a very exciting slate of football games every Saturday. Um, with new matchups and yeah. new rivalries and, you know, the fans um, on social media forever debating uh, who's the king of that hill and, and who belongs at the bottom. So it's going to be so much fun. I think we can all agree it does just matter more in the SEC. Guys, this is the Auburn Express podcast. As always, joining me every Wednesday, Auburn right. Memes, my girl Brandy Mack. Follow them on Twitter and our special guest today, Big Game Boomer. If you haven't checked out his list, 
He does a really good job with that. You know what? There's only one list you've ever made that I ever was like, what the hell, Boomer? <laughs> what and was that? It was the best restaurants in each college town list. Uh, and I was like, Mama Goldberg's. Mama Goldberg's, man. To? What? Mama Goldberg's is a is an iconic spot. On the it's show. good. Hey, don't listen to hey, I'm a Mama Goldberg's truther. Don't listen to the haters. That's a good that, that can stay up there. I am too. I am too. With what? Exactly. Yeah, hey, Brandy and I got your back on that. Uh, you got this will stood the test of time. You take your ass over there to Guthrie's and get some chicken fingers, some fries, hold the slaw, extra fries. Okay, uh, if I'm choosing classic. between Guthrie's and Mama G's, I'm choosing Guthrie's. Okay, there. Okay, yeah. so we settled it. We settled it. Mama's, but, yeah. mama's anyway, love and not backing down. Anyway, well, definitely want to thank want to thank my guests today for joining us. We'll be back at you guys next Wednesday uh, talking about the aftermath of Media Today. So please don't miss that. As always, this is the Auburn Express, powered by the War Report, coming at you every Wednesday. Guys, we're signing off. As always, War Eagle and Boomer Sooner. I'm War Eagle. War Eagle. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. <laughs>